Welcome everyone to the Hamwig Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Ham. And I am Wig. And we are two married learning professionals, one in the corporate world. And one in academia. <laughs> and we're so excited that you guys have joined us today. We're taking that old late night talk show feel and really talking about the things we're passionate about that we love. We're bringing on friends of ours, friends of the Hamwig to talk about the things that they're passionate about. Yeah, it should be fun. It's really exciting. And I can't wait uh, to bring on our uh, guest this week. It is one of our friends we've had for over 20 years. That's crazy. I cannot believe. <laughs> yeah, I can't even believe that we've known each other that long. I know. Uh, <laughs> we, we met Scott at, at, at the same year I met you, which is really exciting. So um, we're going to be bringing our friend Scott on later today. And we can't wait to dive into all things Scott. Yeah, it should be really fun. Awesome. Well, before we get into today's show, I have a a great uh, announcement to share with everybody. We just published our latest ebook, which is really exciting. Oh, right. Yes. And so over the last few months, we've been really having some great guests, some good conversations here at the Hamwig podcast. And some of our listeners have reached out to say, hey, what was that TV show you shared? Or what was that yeah. book we talked about? Yeah. And uh, and you're just showing your geeky background side of being able to put this <laughs> stuff together. So it should be really cool. It's so true. So be, leaning into that um, graphic design skill, we decided to build an ebook that talked about all the TV shows we had. And our, pictures of kitties. And pictures of our kitties, of course, the the superstars of really the ebook. And, uh, and really wanted to showcase all that. Reference what we've talked about in the Hamwake podcast, go to hamwig.org. You'll see an ebooks link. Go there and you'll see all of our ebooks over the last 10 years. Can you believe we've been publishing ebooks for 10 years? That's crazy. I know. That's really crazy. 2012. Also, the older ones have lots of Mac tips. Yes. So if you're like a huge Apple fan like Wegg is, then <laughs> you can go and look at the older ones for some just cool little tips Mac. and tricks, man. Like Yeah, lots of little tricks. Like yeah. little, he really digs into all that nerdy background <laughs> stuff. And so there's also sorts of cool it's stuff. It's so true. It's so true. Like how to fix your computer, how to do really cool searches, you name it, it's out there. So check that out. Speaking of nerdy stuff, what have you been reading lately? Have you been reading or watching anything cool? Yeah. So I just finished up um, Never Never Let Me Go. Never Let Me Go. Now, is this a book or is this a, this a TV a, show? It's a book. Oh my goodness. I'm going to get the name pronunciation so wrong. Pazuo. Ishiguro? Oh. Ishiguro? So is he, this a, a Japanese book? Is this what type no, of book is this? He's British. And oh, okay. um, he also wrote Remains of the Day. Remains of the Day. That was a movie back in the 90s, yeah, right? Yeah. And it went, I think it won the no Nobel Prize or the Booker Prize for. The book or the movie? The book. The book. We're the talking book. about that. Okay. Yeah. But it also won a bunch of BAFTAs. The movie did. Yes. But, um, and for yeah, those and listening, because, the BAFTAs are the British Oscars, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So they're a big awards show for, I think, just movies. Just movies, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So I was interested in just reading this other book because the remains of the day, I don't, I feel like I saw the movie forever ago, yeah. but I don't even remember it. And that's with and Anthony it, Hopkins, yeah, right? And, and Emma Thompson. Thompson. Yeah. And it was like, I feel like it was kind of stuffy. And so it was stuffy. I Very read British. the sort of like little plot of this Never Let Me Go book and it's a dystopian fiction novel no. and kind of sci-fi. And so I was like, that's a really different type of novel for that the same is. author to write. So let's go check this out. And I just finished it. I 
Wow. I'm still I'm still thinking about it. Dystopian like, sci-fi. You're going to have to break that down a little bit for me. What so does that mean? Just like bizarre alternative world. Um, yeah. Where like just weird stuff is going on. So it could uh, be set yeah. in the future. It could be set in the past, but it's just like kind of alternative universe type thing. I don't want to give too much of it away, but it's basically from the perspective of people of a bunch of clones. Clones. Okay. So, so human clones. uh So basically cloning has run amok Mm -hmm. and we've decided to make a bunch of clones so that we can live forever. So we're just transporting our consciousness into new clones every time. No. No. What are we doing? Using them. Ooh, so like, it has a darker side to it. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Like we don't really. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> so basically we don't really consider them human because oh, we wow. kind of made them for our own devices. I don't want to give too much so of the plot away. There's some classism in there as well. Oh, for sure. When yeah. was this book written? Was it a recent book or because I no, feel like Remains of the Day was, was, recent. was it, set in the 20s, I think. Right. And so... Yeah, no, and I feel like this book may have been set. It's hard to even tell because it's dystopian. So mm-hmm. it's very different than now. Like, I didn't wow. see anything in there about cell phones. So right. I'm guessing it's like the 70s, maybe. <laughs> um, but also, there's a movie made of the book later with Keira Knightley and Carrie Mulligan and Andrew Garfield. And it, is this movie new or has this no, been out for a while? I feel like it was like Interesting. the 90s or 2000s. Andrew Garfield is yeah. pretty young, isn't he? So yeah. he must and be really they young. Play kid, they play kind of like teens to like 20s in the movie, I think. Huh. So I I don't know. I'm kind of, now that I've thought about the book more, yeah. I'm not, I'm still not even sure if I liked it. Honestly, <laughs> I'm still like, did I like this book? Did I hate this book? Interesting. Um, but now that I've read a bit more about the movie, I'm like, hmm, now I kind of want to watch yeah, the movie. We've got to watch but the I'm movie. But I'm also like, I don't know if I really like the book. Do I want to watch the movie? <laughs> well, you know, those types of books are thinkers, right? Those are the ones yeah, that stay with like you for a bit. It's take a while to, yeah. me to decide if I even liked it. Interesting. I don't know. You know, there's, I always think of books as ones that you carry with you, like the characters you love and they become your friends. Yeah. Or really weird plot lines that you just can't stop yeah. thinking about. Yeah. And it sounds like, like this one I is the latter. That? Did yeah. I not like it? Was it awful? I mean, it was awful. Like the world they created is terrifying. <laughs> wow. Um, you, more scary music for sure. <laughs> but it's not like, it's not um, like the book itself. It's like horror, but there's no blood it's just i don't Interesting. know it's 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 a thinker yeah. thriller then yeah it's got a lot sure. going on awesome sure. and so you, and i did hear like i read some reviews of the movie though and some some of the reviews of the movie are like there's a lot of spots where no one's really talking and they're oh. all kind of like staring into <laughs> space and you're just like is anything going to happen in this movie? But that's kind of how the book feels too. And so feels very British in some ways. Yeah. Yeah, Like, Hmm, we're just staring at each other and you're like, let the drama permeate between us. Interesting. Also kind of, that's such an old school way to make a movie though too. So I don't know that that would necessarily be bad from our perspective. Cause we watch all those. We love those old movie black and whites from the forties and fifties. And then by the end of some of those movies, you're like, 
Was there a plot? No, we just had a lot of drama. <laughs> or like we just had a few conversations that were really heavy. <laughs> Indeed. Well, that speaking of heavy, that sounds like a really heavy book. So it was. I, I, it yeah. took you a little bit longer to get through it than your normal reads. I've yeah, been noticing. Yeah, it wasn't. It definitely wasn't like a breeze through. And then I just, <laughs> I just the other day, uh, in the middle of the night, which is. So typical. Where you usually start reading yeah. new books. Yeah, right? <laughs> and the next morning, you're like, did you buy something on Amazon at two in the morning? Amazon yeah, says you a, bought something. It was a book. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so I just started an Anthony Horowitz, which is a James Bond. Anthony Horowitz doing James Bond? Really? That's kind of interesting. What yeah. The, so what if the you books? don't know him, he did Magpie Murders oh, in that series. Yes. But he also, and this is so crazy, but... He does a lot of um, writing for television series. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, I, I love that. I'm assuming he's British. He wrote a lot of Poirot oh, episodes. Oh, I love the, the Poirot episodes. David. So, yes, the PBS yeah. Poirot, right? Yes. That and was so a great series. He wrote like a lot of those episodes and translated from Agatha Christie into the TV show. And awesome. I think he does a lot of that type of stuff. He's that type of author that you're like, he wow. wrote like five books this year. How is that even possible? Wow. Yeah. yeah. And he's not using growth authors like other authors we know. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> yes. True. Not yet. Don't want to put it past you in the future. <laughs> you know, you, people get tired. <laughs> uh, Max Allen Collins was another author I really oh, yeah, liked yeah, yeah. who started out in television and writing so shows like Hunter. Of, and like noir. He does books? do lots of noir books. Didn't he do that like historical series? He did. He had a detective that always solved the unsolvable crime of true crime real <laughs> reality but he also has you got involved i black did Dahlia. i did i started reading them because of the black dahlia but he has inherited the mike hammer series and has started writing new books about them oh that's cool the um the old author's uh, widow has bestowed him the rights to do it which bestowed. is really bestowed nice if that's word. the nice word <laughs> uh but uh but he starts writing those and i've just read the newest book of his and it was it was pretty good it was grounded in that 30s noir feel so that's nice. cool that's so cool. how's Anthony taking Bond? Is it new Bond? Is it grounded in between the other movies and books? Where well, where is he in his journeys, James? So the one I'm reading right now, it's his first one. And I guess there is some text in it from Ian Fleming too. Oh. Um, so, some like of the old school, like whatever was left of something. book or something yeah. like that. But mm -hmm. I think it's right after Goldfinger. That's the one with okay. Pussy Galore, right? That is the one. Now, yeah. that was the third movie, but it wasn't the third book, was it? No. I think the movies and the books are just such... like They're really different. If you have read Ian Fleming and you've watched the movies, you're just like, these kind of have something to do with right. each other. But they the movies really take pieces from all different books and cram um, them together. Yeah, I've read and that so a lot. so you're kind of like, wait. That didn't happen. <laughs> That's not the right character yeah. in this book. And yeah. For me, I don't keep track of fiction very well because I have to read a lot for work. Right. And so fiction reading is just fun and I forget a lot of stuff. What I'd like to do someday is reread the Ian Fleming and then watch right. the movie right after and be like, yeah, that's it. That's oh, it. really different. Or this is two books into one. Like right. they yeah. did that a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like the next time I would read all the Ian Flemings, if I ever do it again, um, I'd have to like take notes. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I, I didn't get into the Ian Fleming books because I love the movie so much. His writing, is it like a Dashiell Hammett? Is it more like a... Um, no, I don't feel like it's as noir feeling as Dashiell. Mm. I just, 
there's a lot of stuff that you kind of have to put aside when you mm-hmm. read his books. Like, cause they were written in the fifties, fifties and sixties, sixties. Right. Yeah. Mostly so they 50s. were really popularized in the U S by JFK. Right. That's so right. He was reading them when he was in office and then they just exploded here. Um, and yes. I would still say they're good books, but they have a lot of issues. They let's do. Just, let's Social just leave, issues. Yeah. Let's yeah. just leave that. Like, at that it's like, really hard to yeah. get if you can't get past it don't start don't it. even bother starting yeah exactly <laughs> i mean the movies have issues too but oh my I god feel like yes the, the movies have lots of books. issues how is andrew really grinding that is he matching ian's voice or does it just feel different it feels a little bit different i'm not i'm probably like three chapters in. oh so, so you're just I starting just it started it interesting yeah so maybe by the next podcast yes. we'll be able to talk about it indeed more. indeed yeah. yes well, we'll but mark he, that. then he has another so this is the first one that he worked on and then there's another one after this oh. that i think is a prequel to casino royale so the very uh-huh. very pre double o yeah and then there's a new one coming out, I think, later this year, and I'm not sure when when that is in his series. Wow. So we'll see if I like this first one and yeah. then go from there. Awesome. We found a great new television sh- series that we just have fallen in love <gasps> oh with. God. I know it's so good. I'm just going to give a clap right now. It is an Irish-based uh television series that is uh, on Acorn. It's a streaming service, and it's called Harry Wild. Yes, and it has Jane Seymour in it, which is just, I love Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. And speaking of James Bond, she was solitaire and live and let die, which right. was... When she was like 19. 19 or 20, which oh is crazy. And yeah. so if you watch James Bond's live and let die and watch solitaire, and then you look at her in Harry Wilde, and if you think about it, 1971 to 2022. That's crazy. She looks her age in Harry Wilde in her 70s. She is still a beautiful woman. Yeah, and I love her character. Oh, I love her character. Oh my God, the series is just so good. So if you are kind of nerdy about mysteries. Absolutely. And she is like a English teacher that is retired. So she's retiring in like, I think the first episode Uh, or just retired and outspoken feminist (laughs) living on her own, uh, not taking anything from anyone and just uh, just fun, just really fun. fun And just also showing her vulnerability. She's not a superwoman. Nope. She is, you know, older (laughs) in the series and just, I just love it. And also if you're a book nerd, like I am, everything's about books, right? Yeah. It's just great. And she is mugged there as well, tracks down her mugger and realizes that there's more to the story and actually becomes kind of a mentor to her mugger, which sounds weird, but so fun. And they team up to solve crime. I mean, it's just great. It's just a really good... Such a... And and this character's name is Fergus. And I just love that his name is Fergus. Such a a European name. And I just... I love it. And it's just a great series. And her son is a police officer and he's always getting really upset with her. And then she has... Um, a granddaughter a that's granddaughter, really awesome, that's good. Lola. Yeah, Lola. And yeah, it's just if you like any of those things, I would that's say so it's totally worth watching. Unfortunately, um, oh, because no. it is like a an Irish TV show, yes. there's only going to be like eight, eight episodes, episodes. Eight? and I just I don't know. 
Oh my goodness. I just wish there was more. This is just like Miss Fisher. I love, Ms. love, Fisher love Miss Fisher. And um, I want like seven more seasons. <laughs> it's so true. And Miss Fisher's also on Acorn. Outside of Live and Let Die, what's the other thing that you think of as, with Jane Seymour? Is there oh. any TV or movies that just jumps into your mind? Mm, what's that Western series she was in? Dr. Quinn, Medicine Woman. Yes. Oh my God, that was on television. Our whole childhood in the background, yes. right? Like yeah. my parents loved that show. Yeah. But one of the actors, I think her son was Chad Allen. Oh, I didn't know that. And that actor was also in one of my favorite shows as a a kid called Our House with Deidre Hall and Wilford Brimley. Oh my God, Wilford Brimley. I got diabetes. (laughs) And uh, and Shannon Daugherty. Oh, right. And remember Deidre's from my favorite soap opera of all times, Days of Our Lives. And so there was so much like, oh my God, we've got to watch. We've got to watch Marlena in this other show. (laughs) Marlena. Marlena in the day. She's been possessed. What's happening, Marlena? You never know what happens with Marlena. I mean, she's got a lot going on. She has a real twin. Uh, Marlena in real life has a real twin who played her sister on the show days. Oh my goodness. Samantha, who is uh, the person that they named Marlena's daughter after. Oh, Sammy. Sammy. So, yes. Super evil Sammy. Sa- so all my days fans out there, you know what I'm talking about. But Our House was a great show. Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. Wow. That was a great series. And that was mid 90s. So she was, you know, our age during it right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh but yes harry wild check it out it is a great series on acorn one of the best things we've been watching here the last few yeah, weeks for, for sure. sure absolutely i think um we just had one of the best best endings of drag race like oh, yeah. season 14 finale we are finally back to the live finale. So I'm just going to go ahead and give a clap for that because they're so much fun. They are yeah, so much fun. It is fun. Just to see the costumes oh my and God, like the pageantry. how over the top everything is yes. because it's like, we all have money right now. Um, <laughs> and usually we just spent like $10,000 on this outfit. And usually there's at least a month or two between filming and the live show. And everyone looks different. They look different. They're more polished. They've, you know, their fan base has reached out to them. Yeah. So they have more confidence. So it's, it's really good to see that energy and it really is ham one of those moments where I see wrestling and drag race overlap, <laughs> especially in the live versions, because when the certain queens would come out, we would say, Oh, listen to that pop or the crowd reaction. And yeah. that is how wrestling yeah. judges everything, so right? True. So we knew by the first pop of the queen coming out who was gonna win. We named it in the first five seconds. Yep. And Absolutely. I honestly we thought early on in the series For too. Sure. Yeah. Like Mm, that's a, and she's a contender we don't want to give it away if you haven't listened to it yet but you will be very happy it's a queen that most people like and cheer for yeah and I, I think, think it's good stuff yeah it was definitely good stuff. yeah but this was the first time they had five queens at the end did you feel like it was a little overstuffed what, what, what was you thinking i almost felt like well so there are five queens going into the finale right but then they still because they've had three and four before. Yes. Yep. And they've had like lip sync battles right. instead of like through rounds that you have to survive right. until the end. I liked that. And that did not happen. And no, so that's right. I kind of felt like maybe after the last TV episode, mm-hmm. they may have even already almost known who they mm. actually, who the two people were. Yeah. But agreed. they wanted to have all five of them live. 
I think that's true. And they wanted all five of them to like get the chance to really shine because they made it so far. Yes. And like, oh, we are going to be live finally after all these years. You <laughs> yeah, know, why not live it up? Yeah. And for so sure. they did, which I thought was nice. But I also uh, felt like those other three queens, like, they didn't get the good shine. Like Angeria, I loved how she sang and danced. Don't I thought it was away. awesome. Gonna not going to give too much. <laughs> I also thought Diabetti did a really good job. Yes. I also thought Bosco did and yeah. Willow. They all did good. And they Lady all did. Camden. Lady Camden. You know she's my favorite and that's who I'm rooting for. But, uh, but they all did a good job. But I do. I feel like the last three queens that were like cut out just were left out. And it felt bad. but it was gorgeous and beautiful and but you know also we talked about this too like it is really great to queen to have the queen who's like the top or whatever all these people's lives have changed forever. Oh, right? absolutely. I mean, yep. even those top five are totally different. Their than lives when are we not going to say. It. Oh, for and sure. Like they're going to be able to do drag indefinitely would be my guess or at least for the next 10 years and rupaul will have them a part of her show somewhere or do something all these queens in the past have worked for her i just think like i mean yeah it is really great for the one person that wins but there's so much that happens for the people that even don't win yeah so that's like kind of a good feeling about it it is you know I, I do want to talk about RuPaul. She looked amazing. She reminded me of a cross between Grace Jones and Tina Turner in Mad yeah. Max Beyond Thunderdome. Yes, Could totally. you see it? Yeah. Absolutely. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I loved it. And then Michelle Visage. Oh, Man, she looks great. She looked like she dropped 25 pounds or more. Like she she's just super looks thin. like she's really healthy yes. and really happy. Mm-hmm. And I love Michelle. So it's that's really awesome. Ever since she did her breast reduction it's just been different, different for her. Yeah, I feel yeah. like she just is feeling better. Yeah, for sure. But no Karsten or Ross. I wonder why I they couldn't make it live. That was sad. Yeah, it was really sad. But check it out. It's streaming now out there. And uh, it's just it was a great finale. And you know, the right queen one. Yeah, I yeah. think so too. For sure, for sure. We have been watching some wrestling. Not a lot's been going on with wrestling right now. You know, yeah. it's our male soap opera. So we're just kind of in between <laughs> the bigger storylines. So we're starting well, to build some new stuff. the big forbidden door announcement, which was really cool. That's and true. they have been incorporating more Ring of Honor on the TV show. They have. And now that forbidden door episode is going to be a new Japan crossover, which is really so nice. Good. Yes. Um, yeah, where's it's, Miro? Where is Miro? What's going and on with Miro? We're starting to see the heel change with Sammy Guevara. Yes. Which I think it's about time they need to change it up. Yeah. You know, Cody Rhodes left and we were talking that he would have been the perfect heel switch that Jericho was doing. Like oh, yeah. this whole like sports entertainer. That would have been a perfect heel I'm turn. I'm pretty sure they wrote that for him and he it feels like it. said he didn't want to do it. And he never wants to do it. So he went back to WWE to but do Jericho's his thing. But Jericho's a great heel. I mean, Jericho's just perfect. I, I you know, Jericho. You want to hate him. You want to cheer him. You're still singing this song when he comes out. Right. He's still making money on the Fozzie. He is, so. man. So it's all good. <laughs> it is all good. But, you know, it's, it's slowing down. I'm not a big, you know, page guy. And he's our world champion right now. Mm. I miss Kenny. I miss Kenny Omega a lot. But I'm really excited about just where we're going with CM Punk. He's looking towards the belt. I think those could be some good matches. And man, CM Punk has just been pulling it out match after match after match. 
And he's like almost our age. It, it is. And how does he move? How does you do it? Like how does how he do, do you it? get up the next day? I don't know. How many heating pads do you have? But I, I'm <laughs> telling you, Adam Cole is just being robbed. He is just an amazing p- a talent and he brings a lot really of people. I really hope that he gets the belt next. I hope he does too. I hope he gets that robbed. We need a heel champion yeah and he would be a really good heel champion he was kind of a heel champion kenny was he was that versatile champion he could be baby when he needed to be he could be heel when he wanted to too like i don't know maybe you know he's a big heel but everyone loves him it's all sing a song we all are doing the boom it's true we're all doing the boom it's (laughs) sunny someone at work yesterday said something about baby and i had to put his image up in our chat and (laughs) i don't know if they even knew who he was but i'm like here's adam cole someone said Bebe has to happen. So, absolutely. But yeah, we've, we've we're going to make the Beyonce people really upset. <laughs> no, Beyonce people. Bae. Yeah, it's true. We love Beyonce as well. Don't come after us, Beyonce people, please. If you're listening, awesome though. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to the Hamwag podcast uh, where we talk a lot about wrestling. Um, but who is the wrestler that you're just enjoying the most right now? Wheeler Yuta. Wheeler Yuta. And he's part of with uh, the, the bl- Blackpool. Yes. Yeah. So Combat Club. William Regal has John Moxley. I love William Brian Regal. Danielson. And now the newest person, William uh, Yuta. We never knew before this. We both knew Moxley, Regal, and Danielson before this. Well, he's part of chaos and he's part he of. Uh, was he, he, he was part of the best friends. He was. He was part of the best friends, but then he dropped out of that to join the BCC, which is really cool. I know. I love it. <laughs> so yeah, that's your favorite wrestler. I'm going to go with Serena Deeb right oh now. Oh my God. She is amazing. Oh my, I cannot wait, I wait for this rematch. The Philly with her Street Fight. Oh it's going to be so be good. Great. Kendo sticks, chairs. Yes. I don't know who I want to win, but I I, it doesn't even matter. It's going to be an yeah. amazing match no matter what. Every single yeah. match with those two has just been incredible Incredible. and they have been just bringing it for female wrestling like everyone out there that loves wrestling and just want to see like women just really wrestle this is just the best she is so good I want this feud to be done for now so that she can move on for the belt. I think she should go after the TBS one or the the Women's Heavyweight Championship because she deserves to have a belt on her. She is that good. I agree. Yeah, she's really good. I mean, when she is just pulling people out every single week to wrestle them (laughs) so that she can beat them in less than five minutes. Less than five minutes. she She should get a belt. Yeah, and she's tough. She's tough. And she's been around Speaking for decades. Speaking of yes. we should talk about Jade. Jade, you know, she's the TBS champion. She just won her 30th match in a row. She's 30th and zero. They're really building her to be a monster female heel. But I'm bored. She has the physicality. She does. She has the pop. She yep. has the look. She has the she look. She has the gimmick. Yeah. She has everything. Her, like... Playing it's, on her phone every time she's interviewed, <laughs> although that kind of annoys me, but it's I get it. To. It's, it's part, supposed to annoy right, you. It's yeah. part of the character. That's right. When she came out of Storm, I just lost just it. Just Storm. It was amazing. Yes, that was awesome. Um, but I just am like, you're yeah. wrestling. Yeah, her to, in-ring skill is weak. I want to see her jumping. I want to yeah. see her on ropes. I want to see her she diving in the crowd. Yep. I want to see her, and yep. I know she can do it. Like, she's a yep. WNBA Absolutely. Person. And I just, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 
I agree. I she needs to get some more work in. She's for gotten sure. better on the mic. Um, she some, has that yeah. guy who's doing smart everything. mark. Uh, yeah. Smart mark filling something like that. Smart mark, but yeah, he's a pretty funny uh, manager. I yeah. like him. Yeah, he's such a jerk, and now he's taking on Tony Nice, so which is that'll awesome. be really good. Absolutely. Tony is scary. He's he's got like that body. You're like, how can that be real? Like, he looks like a Ken doll. He does look like a Ken doll. <laughs> it's that, a little bit scary with a weird beard. Yeah, but yep. but he's taking on uh, him as well, which I think that's who Hook might be getting into after Ken uh, Housen. I, I think I see that. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Yep. Hook, Hook finally is, spoke. Yeah, we finally heard him. Four sentences, maybe, but still good. I think it was one sentence. But <laughs> Four words in one sentence. Four words in one sentence. Um, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But Hook is awesome. He is someone that we've been watching a lot lately too. So I, I like to see him wrestle, even if it's only for five minutes. Which it usually is. <laughs> it usually is. They're quick matches. So I think the longer I matches just, are coming. I, I hope. also love Taz on the mic when he comes on. Oh he just God. does it. He's all tongue-tied. He doesn't yeah, know he what to do. Is, he is. It's, it's so funny. funny. Yeah, absolutely. Are you ready to play our, our trivia game? And uh, for our listeners out there, we always like to play a game right before we bring on our guest so that we know who's going to be able to ask Scott the first question. And so uh, yes. we're uh, and we always play a different game. And so this week we <laughs> we might run out of games. though. We, so <laughs> <laughs> this is a different game than the last one, but we may someday run out of games. We might re- we'll probably recycle a few games, come yes. back through. But uh, we, we love trivia. So. We do love trivia. So I found 150 trivia questions online and we're randomly going to pick some and play them. We'll uh, do three random questions. Whoever gets the most out of those will be able to ask Scott the first question when he comes on. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. So let's go ahead and get our game show music started. Dun, 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 dun. And for all of you guys who remember the old-fashioned talk shows or game shows, I love that music. It reminds me of Price is Right and all those fun games. <laughs> all right. So are you ready to randomly generate our first trivia question? Yes, let's or do let's it. Let's do it. All right, Ham, what's the first trivia question? All right. So this one is, again... I'm terrible at pronouncing stuff. So (laughs) what is the painting La Gioconda more usually known as? La Gioconda. It could be Gioconda. Mm, Sounds Italian. Mm, I don't speak Italian. So I'm going to say the Last Supper. Mm. Mm, What do you think? Oh, man. Oh, man. I'm going to say the kiss. The kiss. All right. Well, let's reveal the answer. Da, da, da. Oh, oh, we're both wrong. Oh, wah, Mona Lisa. Oh, the Mona Lisa. Oh, we should have known that. How embarrassing for both of us. <laughs> well, we're zero, zero, not doing so good. Let's go ahead and randomly generate our next question. All right, Ham, what did the random generation bring us? How many national parks are there in the United States? Oh, national parks. Does this mean I get to answer first? You can answer first. Maybe closest wins? I would say closest. Let's say because closest wins because this is going to be hard. Yeah. I'm going to use the random generator to pick my number. <laughs> I am going to guess 50. Ooh, 
I'm going to guess 60. Oh, man. Dun, dun, dun. What is the answer? What is the answer? Oh, it's 58. I'm the closest. Dun, 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 dun. I win that one. One to zero. Dang it. Oh, yeah. All right. This is going to be the make or break one. Let's go ahead and do our random generation. All right, Ham, what's the next question? Next question is, what part of the atom has no electric charge? What part of an atom has no electric charge? I think you should get this one. Uh, since I'm not the scientist yes. here, um, <laughs> science class, come back to me. I'm going to have to say neutron. I'm going to say neutron too. Ooh, neutron, neutron. What is it? Neutron! Neutron! And that is two to one in the ham favor or in the wig favor. Yay, me! In the wig. Not flavor, but favor. There we go. Yay! All right. Well, I'll be able to get to ask Scott our first question when he comes on. I'm so excited. excited. All right. Well, are you ready to bring Scott on? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Well, here we go. All right, Scott, welcome to the Hamwig Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. It's so amazing. You know, Ham and I were just talking that we've known you for about 20 years. Can you believe we've known each other for that long? I really kind of can't. I kind of can't believe that, you know, I was trying to think back to all the, the times we've known each other from like parties and weddings and birthdays and all kinds of occasions. And it's just been, it's amazing how quickly time goes by. That's crazy. You, you I, find yourself in your mid forties. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. We realized the other day we're like eating closer to 50 than oh, yes. we are to 40. That's Absolutely. one of the worst thoughts I've had in some time. Right? You're like, but I've I was been there. Gonna, like, get in shape. Indeed. That. <laughs> and, you know, in our 20s and 30s, our our ideas were like spring break and our long summer vacations. And now it's retirement. I'm like, OK, I just need to get 15 more years in or 10 more years in and we can get there. So we've definitely are hit these that mid-age. teeth going to last me? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what are the alternatives to the teeth I have? <laughs> indeed, indeed. I'm like, yeah. I'm going to start you're, yoga. You're, your thoughts really do start to go in a pretty different direction when you get to this point. And it's both good and bad. Like it's my standard line is that I'm upset about the failing parts of the body, but I'm really excited about the accumulated experience. Oh man. Yeah. Like it is pretty great to have your brain basically screwed in tight more or less um, at this age and have that much experience that you can apply to pretty much everything. That's a pretty rich part of it. Even if like, you know, your knees and your back start to feel pretty weird. Oh my gosh, Scott, you, you nailed it. And you nailed the reason why we even started our podcast is to bring that experience of all of our friends together and just talk about the things we love. I just, I, I love that you brought that forward. That's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's what's been great about these conversations you're having so far. It's been just neat to learn from people. So true. And, you know, here we are. And uh, right before you joined us, Ham and I were playing our wonderful trivia game to see who gets to ask you the first question. Oh, and, and it's way. And I was victorious <laughs> with, with the great knowledge that we had. And um, Although we both got the Mona Lisa thing. Yes, we were really bad there. Because we actually saw it. We did. We actually got to see that. And so... Um, 
you know, speaking of that, have you been traveling recently? Have you been thinking about taking a trip in the near future? Yeah, actually. So we've started to move out a little bit into the world now that we're in, thankfully a better place with the terribleness that we've all experienced. Um, and, you know, not to make light of it, but, you know, it's great to be kind of out there again. And we have had a couple of like weekend trips. We were in Pittsburgh about a month ago to see a show and to hang out with some friends and Pittsburgh's a great city. Awesome. And then in a couple of months or actually, geez, a month now, we're going to, uh, it's, it's creeping up on me. Yeah. What does time mean anymore? We've all had that experience too. So clearly it's catching up with me today, but in a month we're going to go to London for a few days and then Barcelona and see uh, Primavera, which is an enormous music festival. And there's so many great bands that I can't even name them all. I've never heard of that concert. Is it, is it kind of like a Woodstock or a Lollapalooza? What what kind of music is going on? It's a big outdoor festival. It happens over at least a couple weekends in Spain. Um, I think each year under regular, circumstances and the amount of talent they're bringing is just absolutely enormous it's really hard to pick like which weekend would you go to and my wife and i are are both you know big music fans as you know and we're going to have this experience where we're going to have to decide well we're going to only see so much of this set and we're going to have to run across and see this band and there are going to be some really tough decisions made but we're excited to to even have that opportunity after you know not having got to see live music regularly for some time and have you been to Barcelona before? I have not. So the whole experience is just going to be, you know, new. Are you going to be car- carving out time to go see the architecture and sample some of the city? Or are you guys just going to be so focused on the music experience? Because it sounds like there's so much to, to listen to. We're going to try to balance it as best we can. Clearly, the uh, emphasis is on the music, but we're going to have some time to, to get our Gaudi in. My wife was really excited about um that fact that I think they've opened up the tower. So that's just happened for the first time since I guess it started. So um, we're going to really just kind of be leisurely, enjoy the food markets, eat really well because it won't be hard. All we have to do is walk outside a couple of blocks and it'll be in front of us. I know. So it's it's almost such a luxury, right? It's great. I am so jealous right now of just thinking of the cuisine that you're going to be experiencing. Not so much in London, but oh, in Spain. <laughs> yes. But there's Corrected. lots of good like out to eat places in London that aren't necessarily That's the English pub English food, but that, still. Yeah. Oh, Spanish. I would Spanish. expect there's some pretty good Indian food in London. Mm. And I'm certain sure lots of like international. It's been good probably tie. 15 or more years since we were there. Yes, absolutely. There's going to be lots of good international food there. Mm. But outside of the fish and chips, I'm not really sure what British cuisine I would go for. And t- to tell you the truth, we were there some time ago. It was so expensive then. I can't imagine oh, what it's going to be like oh, now. Yeah. So we may just revert to like bagels and pizza to get us through <laughs> London. And then we'll concentrate on the eating when we get to, to Spain. Absolutely. Right. But, you know, with spring finally happening, thank gosh, you know, you know, what is coming around is baseball. And I know you guys love baseball. Have you been to any games recently? No, we're our long suffering Baltimore Oil fans so we have both the luxury of, of of having one of the best ballparks in baseball just up the road but we also have like uh one of the one of the most struggly teams in, in history 
is true. We saw the good run in the mid 2012-2016. They were a very oh, winning man. team, and that was really fantastic. And now they're back sort of in a different place as they rebuild. But we're hoping to get there as soon as next week if we can swing it. Nice. Um, but it's certainly always a pleasure, even if they're not great, <laughs> just to have baseball back. That's true. In 2016, or was it 2012, that you and your wife went to a lot of the games? Like, did you see most of the home games that year? or? <laughs> We had um, sort of a semi-season ticket package where we saw at the minimum 15 games and then we would tax them on because they were because they were yeah. winning and because we were Baltimore Orioles fans, we were just soaking up those years yes. and awesome. got to go to playoff games. You know, the first playoff games that have been Baltimore for 15 or some years That's at that so point. So fun. we dropped a lot of coins <laughs> seeing baseball, but, you know, we also saw some of the best games and some had the best Absolutely. time. We had such a blast doing it. It nice. was really fun so when we yeah. go back there now it's kind of like we're just hoping for them to hopefully come back one day to where we would want to spend that much cash <laughs> like, absolutely now do you stream a lot of baseball do you watch it through any of the services or are you mostly like listening on the radio and catching up just online you know the annoying thing about uh, baseball is that the way they package it in cable providers is that you end up sort of having to pay for a cable package and then it's hard to stream and you have to buy something else to have it on your phone so typically we just kind of have it on the TV and a lot of times it's one of those things where it's just kind of on it's just low right we might have it on or not without the sound we might be listening to music and just keeping an eye on the game because that's kind of how you can enjoy it sometimes you don't have to be listening to the ex shortstop telling you every little thing about you know what's going on in the fourth inning you can get a good sense of what's happening it and then if something so gets true. exciting you can turn the music or to turn the sound up we I were, feel like it's just like so much more fun to go see it in person it than it is to watch it on on TV or listen to it even. It's always just like the baseball game experience, like all this food that's really terrible for you and like <laughs> beer yeah. and plastic mm. cups and you know, I think that's the measure of your plastic I agree. And you know, we um we were doing the MLB app for many years and the blackout restrictions once we moved to the Midwest just made it impossible because I'm in a central location that most of the National League is blocked out. So I can't that even... That is so terrible. It is horrible. <laughs> and it's expensive. It's such a, it was it's such expensive. a mark against the MLB and the ownership and the way they run the business. Oh it's, that's just a terrible part of it. If you're a sports fan, I love soccer too. And I baseball is this pretty much it. I kind of tuned out of the NFL for the most part a long time ago. But right. you just have to accept some measure of just smarminess and terribleness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. And the, unfortunately, the quotient keeps getting higher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we're um, Apple TV people and they've just started a new Friday night game where it will stream for free you get like three choices to watch and so we just dumped our mlb package and now are just enjoying the friday night stream with no commercials it's been it's been really nice oh that's nice yeah so well, we're, we're now that you bring up apple tv are you watching any of some of their shows because we're just kind of diving into a couple that i know that severance is getting a whole lot of play mm -hmm. and i think deservedly so i think it's incredible tell us about and that i i keep hearing good stuff and i see that uh, ben from parks and rec is in it so what what's the yes. show about tell us about it i'll try my best but if you're a fan and you're listening to it and i butcher it just forgive me because i might not be able to to sum this up but it is one of those shows where when we turned it on for the first time we were just magnetized pretty much from the first second we were like what is this what's happening and you are having to as the audience 
decipher what you're seeing and you're not let in on it. And it's clear that it's going to be that kind of show, at least at the outset. And then when I found out later, by the way, that Ben Stiller was the one who's really behind it, I kind of couldn't believe it because I wasn't ready to put that together because he's great, but I just wasn't really connecting that with this. But in short, it's a kind of a... Wait a second. I just want to make sure. Zoolander Ben Stiller is... Yes. Okay. Because I was thinking Ben from Parks and Rec, and I'm like, wait, that's not his real name, even though I think of him as Ben. (laughs) So I just wanted to make sure. Is it something Scott? Yes, Adam, Adam Scott. Scott. Yeah, Adam Scott. Right. So, job, in short, like if I could describe it without having read about the show or gone to any of the AV Club TV reviews, who <laughs> all those smart writers have put it together very well. It's kind of like watching a future dystopian office slash um, societal drama. Yet all of the art is retro. Oh, that's so, weird. Neat. It's basically about people who've decided as part of a corporation that I shouldn't put it that way, people who've decided to sever their outward selves, their non-work selves from their work selves. And when they go to work, they don't know anything about, they go to this elevator and their chip turns on and it basically switches them to their innie, which is the term for their work self. And when they leave, it switches to their out self. And those two things are right. Pretty strange, <laughs> that's right? Pretty weird, man. Weird. And so that's kind of it. I mean, I wouldn't want to say much more about the plot for folks who might want to jump in, but that's sort of like what the setup is. Wow, and that's crazy. The artwork and the storytelling and the scenery is an absolute joy to watch. Mm. It's like everything you've ever seen before. It's Truman Show. It's Lost. It's um, Brazil. There are so many different shows that are weaved together and influences that are seamlessly on the screen that it's just a joy. And the first season I thought was excellent. I think it could easily tank in the second or third. (laughs) Where you're like, oh my God, it's like this huge runaway hit. And then it comes back because they get renewed and they didn't think they would. And then you're just like, oh no. They've got no plan. No that was or it lost. turns out the story just isn't very good when they wrap it up. Right. You know? yeah. right? And then they're just like, oh, now we have to keep going. Uh, what yep. do we do now? Let's hire a whole new team of writers to start over. That's never seen the show ever. <laughs> yeah, it's never watched it before. <laughs> I think that was the last season of Lost. Totally. Right. Yes. <laughs> Many last seasons of television series seem to go that way, unfortunately. Or they're right. like desperately trying to save it. And you're just like, why? Why did you do that? It's in season 20 NCIS. Let it go. Right? (laughs) Gibbs is gone. I mean. He should have been dead years ago. (laughs) There's no way they would let somebody be a cop that long. No. You know, Scott, you were talking about this as a dystopian society, and it reminds me of the book that Ham's been reading. Uh, Oh, yeah. Never Let Me Go. Have you ever read that? No, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah. So it's by the same guy that wrote Remains of the Day. And yeah, it's a dystopian fiction sci-fi-ish thing about human cloning. And it was just bizarre. And it sounds like it's it w- really bizarre. And like, I, I still am thinking about it and I still don't know if I liked it. 
<laughs> I like that you have. Well, I like that you go toward it. We're big fans of dystopian stuff in this house, and it doesn't freak us out most of the time. I think only I did make a joke when the pandemic started, which was that I kind of there was a couple books I wish I hadn't read. Right? You know, You're like, um, oh, that outcome. <laughs> maybe oh, Cormac no. McCarthy's The Road wasn't the best. Oh my god, right. choice. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> which is a book I absolutely loved the first time I read it. I thought it was a knockout. You know, just a life changing. You know. Um, just blow your head off kind of book. It was wonderful. But like, I just was thinking about it a little too much there in the beginning of the pandemic, but I still like that you, that you have like a taste for it. And it's cause I think it can be sort of both absurd and funny and, and freaky at the same yeah, time. It's just like really, Oh, you, cause it's always take something and then turns it on its head a little bit. And you think like, Oh, well, if all these things actually happened, then this could be real. Like, <laughs> you know, yes. it's something that you're like, well, this seems really messed up, but I'm kind of not surprised. Like in human nature, the spectrum, it does exist. Yeah, that's kind of the best parts of those books in some ways is sort of having to, there's always suspension of disbelief. There's what you don't want to want you know just can't fathom or you just you maybe can't even get through the plot of a certain book but if something like i know that it's now a series i haven't seen it station 11 is one that we liked a lot mm -hmm. and then there was one that i always forget the i think it was age of miracles about the planet kind of getting knocked off its axis and it oh, starts geez. to slow down <gasps> very slowly they, they realize that the planet isn't quite going as fast as it once was and so the whole book is kind of about that experience oh, so. oh my gosh. crazy what was the name of that book again that sounds fascinating i don't think i've read that I, I think it's called The Age of Miracles, but I could be wrong. Yeah. I, what, what I always remember it is, is the slowing, but that's the effect that's that's in the book. I'm terrible with author names. I forget. <laughs> okay. I don't read anywhere as much as I should, but like that was, that's I one I always that, have to look them up ahead of time. Right? We'll do the research. And I'm, I'm She'll find it. My phone. I won't Google it. So <laughs> if The Age of Miracles isn't that book, sorry, I steered you in the wrong direction. <laughs> that's okay. We will find it. Yeah. That makes me think about, I think it was called Nightfall, and I feel like like um it's i'm gonna totally forget the name of the author right now oh isaac asimov i think it's a mm. short story all about this planet that has i think three suns and it's there preparing for like the first time in forever i don't remember how long that it's finally gonna be nighttime for like the first time wow. in a lot of people's lifetimes that's cool wow. yeah it was really really bizarre <laughs> You know, that sounds pretty good. I think you would very much like this book if I have the title right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it. But I, I love what you were saying, Scott, that even though that Hammerly didn't know she liked it, she kept going through it. And mm -hmm. isn't that what art's about? It's not all about always pleasing our aesthetic, but challenging our thinking and making us look at stuff in a different way, even yeah. if we might not like it. So I appreciate that we all dive into that. 100%. Yeah, like it should be that way in pretty much everything you enjoy. And I think that art and, and journalism and all kinds of things should be challenging to you. And you should be able to go toward it. And I think, especially when it comes to music, a lot of the bands and the musicians and uh, artists that I that I love the most, uh, I didn't like at first. It yeah. took me a while to get that acquired Absolutely. taste. And just like food and other things, the more you sort of figure out, there's something here I like though. Mm. Or this something, other sometimes that I don't it's like. like something really ugly. Yes. And you're like, oh, this thing is so hideous. Like I used to have this mohair sweater that was like <laughs> fluorescent green almost. I mean, it was, it looked like a fluorescent green cat. 
that's what it I looks like. I think I remember that. Story. Yeah, and I just I bought it at like a thrift store or something, and after a while, I was like, I really love this sweater. It is so ugly. Like every time I wear it, I feel like everyone is like, somebody bought that. Like, what is happening to you? <laughs> I love the design aesthetic of looking at something and saying it's not attractive and bringing that forward to mean something. So I, I, I love that. I love that we all kind of dive into the the underbelly of some of that art because not people can scratch beyond the surface. Yeah, I think that that's, I think it's important in, in, in lots of different areas of life, but it's the most rewarding probably in art because you just get to enjoy it for the most part or, mm. not. or not. We went to this, uh, you know, we, I just mentioned we went to Pittsburgh a while ago and um, one of the museums we went there was another great thing about coming back is just going to museums again. And mm. there's a museum there called the Mattress Factory and my wife had wanted to go forever. <laughs> Do you guys know that? We don't. Oh. No, it sounds awesome so, though. You know, it's a strange name for a for a museum, and um, we I've been wanting to go for a long time, but never made it. And long story short, is that the it's in three buildings, and they kind of you start in one building, and then you work your way around to the to, to the buildings because the properties they own are it's in the middle of a residential neighborhood. So instead of it being one large music or museum experience, you end up kind of moving through. And they start you off in this one building, and basically the entire building, three floors, not very large, about the size of a real home, I guess, or a townhouse, is the museum, or is the, the same exhibit. Huh. And I'm going to fail totally on on what it's called. It's some, it has something to do with the room, and I can't remember that it got named so the main artist, and there's six people that contributed to it. But basically, the way I describe it is like you walk, you're walking into an attic. If you have that experience of like going into someone's attic or a garage and it's kind of a little bit chaotic, yeah, it's all recognizable, but it kind of takes a while. It's only you never get your bearings in this attic. Nothing wow. quite makes sense. You're, and you're like in always there for, uncomfortable. Yeah, you're climbing through it up to the top and then you go out the top and down. And we went with our friends oh, and cool. you talk about sort of liking something that's ugly and weird. Um, and everyone has their different tolerance for that sort of thing and yeah. my wife and i were clearly just loving it as like twin peaks fans <laughs> right. and You're like, dystopian so fans this so is really cool. hitting a lot of buttons for me and it's getting crazier the, the more we go through it we get out to the balcony where our friends are waiting for us because they had kind of had enough a lot earlier and i said wow that was really something <laughs> yes yeah, she turns to me and she goes you are one sick man <laughs> That's just what we're talking about, you know, like, exactly. and there could be something else that they love that, that strikes that balance for them that for me, I would just I, in a hand in a second would just dismiss out of hand, like, you know, so oh, it happens. I can't take it. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Absolutely. Well, speaking of that, we wanted to ask you if you had a time machine and could go back and see any music show, what do mm. you think that you would pick? Anywhere in time. Ooh. Anywhere in time or a, space. A musical time machine. I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a great question because it's an impossible question. It is, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> like, how could you possibly like pick one? And or maybe I just am, you know top ones that you would think of. <laughs> I like. Yeah, I think. No, I like. I, I like the letter of the question. I got to answer it. I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> 
I'm fortunate in that, you know, from what we were just talking about a bit ago, traveling the whole way across the Atlantic just to see music, you know, we like music a lot. I'm fortunate enough to have been to more shows and seen more bands than I'm ever going to remember. Like, I just don't, that sometimes I'll be like, we saw that band in 1990, whatever. I'm like, oh, I did I, that's great. Um, And if you think about this question, you could go back to see James Brown live in like the sixties. You could see the Stones, you could see the Beatles rooftop concert. You Mm. could see all kinds of amazing stuff, but if I had to go with my gut, I would probably stick to my roots and go to see something hard rockish. And Ooh. I would love to see an Iggy Pop show from the late 70s. Oh, I would nice. love to be in some small oh, rock Iggy club Pop. that's just getting destroyed by Iggy Pop and his band. <laughs> and it's raucous and drunken and crazy. And I, and some I would dive love bar. To do it. Oh my God. Yep. And have you ever seen Iggy live ever in your life? Or would this be? I have a, not. Oh my gosh. So this would be a first time experience. To my so knowledge, cool. I have not seen him live. <laughs> he just turned 75 this week, oh which is gosh. unbelievable. And he oh did, he God. was on tour a few years ago with Queens of the Stone Age backing him. And it was pretty tempting to go to Philadelphia, but it was the middle of the work week. And I was oh, feeling yeah. kind of old that time. I, was, I, was going, well, <laughs> I can't do it. Well, and sometimes it's hard too. like, I've gone to see Bob Dylan a few times now. And Wonderful. Great, great pick. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes it's just like, you know, you don't want to see them when it's over, though, right? right. Like, you want to see them They're when prime. it's good. They're prime, you, yeah. Like, if you go to see them and it's over, then it's kind of just, like, so sad. You know, I want to see it yeah. when it's great. I don't want to see it when it's, like, the downfall. Right. <laughs> The seventy fifth, right. you know, Eagles reunion tour. Of like, <laughs> Some of the magic is gone, right? It yeah, is. you're just and like, the prices oh. are way up. Oh, way yeah. up. It's much more expensive to see a band that's kind of past it. And it, some bands kind of defy that logic, and others don't. But in this case, there's some. You know, I'm despite the controversies here and there I, I love spotify and i would probably pay more for it if like they tiered it out in a way where you know this is a sense. musical library mm-hmm. you can tunnel your way through i've discovered so many artists from all over the place because of it nice. and there's all these great live recordings of, of pop from the 70s mm. that remind me of going to all the rock clubs in the 90s when you only needed like five bucks for cover yeah and oh man beers were a dollar so yeah mm-hmm. straight 10 bucks together you had your whole night set and i <laughs> yeah. saw some of the best shows i've ever seen still to this day for like six bucks that is amazing if you if you could go back and see iggy pop what would be the one song you'd want to see him perform live Mm, so hard there's so many but the one hours get stuck on is like um and it's it's not a pleasant song but it's called dog food (laughs) 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 they were doing a really ripping cover of you really got me by the kinks in those days too they would they would put out some really cool classic rock tracks which were kind of punky for their time so anything from that sort of late 70s set list would have probably done done well for me awesome i think i would see the doors oh you would go see the doors in their prime oh, that's a very interesting yeah. pick oh yeah that would be so, amazing just yeah, i would fantastic. love to see ray manzarek even just oh ray, ray is awesome yeah. he's he's an amazing musician for sure yeah now, there's he, all that great footage from the hollywood bowl in the 60s that was that famous sort of concert film i remember watching that quite a bit when i was oh, in school man. Yeah. i had my doors phase i think i kind of passed through it <laughs> Not too long ago. No pun intended. Passed yeah. through the doors. <laughs> exactly. I went right through I've, that James Blake reference, right? This I think that is record. James Blake. Is it James Blake? I think so, yes. <laughs> nice. Says the English major. <laughs> 
we had some uh we got a copy of the original like first the first doors record that was re wow. remastered and pressed by this company called vinyl me please it's a subscription vinyl service you can sign up for and they send you like a record a month and you can switch out basically they they have different tracks but they pick like what they think are classic records that should be revived and given nice. beautiful packaging and written about and celebrated. And one of them was that original Doors record. And I had not heard the Doors in some time, and we just loved it for a week. We were just mm. having had it back and forth there for several days. If I was going to hit the button in the time machine, I'm going to go all the way back to the 20s. I would love to see like a Louis Armstrong or a Fletcher oh, yeah. Henderson. That'd be amazing. Like, yeah. like playing in those like brothels in New Orleans before they were even famous. Like, can you imagine the rip and fun that a 1920s New Orleans brothel was with jazz playing and liquor going? I mean, I can that only imagine. That would be if so If you've been fun. in New Orleans, yeah, you've got some tiny flavor of it. Yeah. So you can kind of imagine and it would be amazing. <laughs> it would be so much fun. Oh my God. God, I would just blow. Have my you mind. guys been to New Orleans? We have it together, Not together, now, but we want to go to the jazz festival. Um, oh yeah, that would be amazing. So amazing. Now, have you and your wife been down to the jazz festival? We haven't been to the jazz festival, but we've been to New Orleans a few times and just love it. And one of those experiences that just you reminded me of was the first time that we were there that we is kind of we joke about quite a bit because I was a bit dismissive of the food in New Orleans, like a real idiot. Mm. And then I got there and started eating and realized that I was super, super wrong. Um, and then we went out like, you know, as you do there. And it's a really fun town to, you know, party basically and, and run around and one of the evenings we went over to a, I think Frenchman Street area and there are several clubs there and we it was just an evening happy hour kind of thing where we just walked in and found a place that had some music that people were playing just to have a beer. This band you know, as I always say, it's like this was probably their first or second gig of the day. They were probably then going to move on to other clubs and work all night long and they were just crushing it. Nice. They were just destroying it it was so much fun to listen to them and it's just literally just this lazy evening you're just like shining. oh what's this and, and then right. you just stumble upon something like it's completely so awesome. amazing so wag you're on to something is what <laughs> i'm saying you are that's a great choice absolutely and I, I truly think new orleans is the real musical city of our our country you know a lot of people point to detroit and different places but you walk down the streets in New Orleans and there's just music just like everywhere. everywhere. It just permeates yeah. your spirit. And yeah. I just love it down there. But yeah, man, I would love to see that. I always have an affinity for the 20s anyway, just the style and the art deco. <laughs> you are but, born in the wrong decade. Possibly, possibly. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I love technology too much. So, yeah, you know, true. I couldn't imagine. I couldn't <laughs> I mean, imagine that, it all. There's no Mac computer back then. <laughs> so we'd be in trouble. <laughs> Did you get into Boardwalk Empire when it was a show? We Where, didn't. Is that something that was up your it wasn't. What was it about? That was about um, Nucky Thompson is the main character. It's about booze, uh, swindling, and, and gangs. Oh, and the prohibition activity. time during that. Yes, I heard that. It was really. Is it still going on? No, it's been it's been maybe four or five seasons, and it's been done for quite some time. And it's not necessarily New Orleans, but it has that sort of prohibition that feel twenties era feel to nice. it where. It was a very slow burn kind of show and some that would definitely be the sort of mark against it is that people just got, you know, they just didn't Bored have patience. too fast. Yeah. yeah. I loved it because even though it was slow, it was one of those shows where each scene was so immaculate and because it is yeah. such a, you know, it's now a hundred years ago 
and that wasn't that far off, you know, when it was playing 10 years ago on, on HBO. But you definitely got this wonderful sense of what an interesting and crazy time that was in America, both politically and also socially and with prohibition happening and, and wow. the, you know, the, the gang versus the government, basically. It's pretty interesting stuff. Who was the main actor in that series? Steve Buscemi. Oh, I love um, Steve Buscemi. Oh, I love Steve yeah. Buscemi. Steve Buscemi is wonderful in it. Oh my god! And lots of lots of great people are in it. I don't know if you've heard the music, but that's our time with us, our friend of the Hamwake, Scott. I just want to thank you for joining us yeah, today. Thanks so much. Thank you very much for having me on. It's super fun to talk about all this great stuff. Awesome. Well, hopefully you'll come back and to end uh, play with us some more. Will do. Awesome. Well, thanks, Scott, and thank Take you care, everyone folks. for listening, everyone. 